0: So, today we're talking about that things that can ruin your holidays. Things you can control and things you cannot control. One thing you can control definitely is your document, the passport. If you need visas to enter the country, doing the check-in, buying the tickets. Do not forget some countries want your passport to be valid at least for six months before its expired date. At the moment, I never forgot about my passport. Always put in my bag in the previous day in a special pocket, and I check before I leave. So it's been fine, but how many times I've been in the waiting lines to enter the plane and the staff say this client forgotten his passport? Can you contact customer support? Definitely not getting in this flight. You still can travel, forget your socks, even all your bags, but without your passport, nope, you're done for it. Some domestic flights in Europe will let you use your national IDs, but normally you will need your passport, so do not forget about it. Now talking about another important document, visas. It Depends on your passport, some countries need more visas to go to other countries. Now, if you forgot to apply to a visa, maybe you will not get even in the plane, or when you get there you will not enter the country. That happened to me once, I was flying to Canada and I forgot I need to apply for ESTA. I was lucky because I could rebook for the next day and I didn't have to pay any extras. I was flying standby but I've been in the queue many times and see people completely forgot about it and they're trying to enter. The worst example I've seen was a family, they were bringing their grandmother and they didn't have the application to so they had to leave her behind. Still, I don't catch one detail. How can you buy the ticket? And disappear like a big warning saying you need the ESTA the application to go to the country. Anyway, about uh, visas, be careful when you're applying online. There's some cases in the United States, the application of the visa costs around 14 American dollars. ETA, electronic system for travel authorization from the U.S. Customs. If you're flying from European countries, this is what you need to apply. But check always what kind of application you need to do. Now, when you apply for it online, be careful, because there is something that I can call a legal scam. Some sites say they offer a service that make you pay 60 to 80 American dollars. And this is an absolute legal scam. They will give you the ETA. They just do exactly the same process. They just grab your data and apply an official site. They just work as a very expensive middleman. I've been victim of one of those but I was lucky because I told them, ooh, I don't require any more Desta. So, because they are legit business, they had to return my money. After a week, I just applied to in the normal side and paid the 14 one. Now, they probably collect my data. That's a bit scary how the government let these things operate. The worst part of this, they are in the top research from Google. And you put esta application they'll appear in me official site for esta application support service that's really bad and i know sometimes there's ads but this was not an ad site because if you look for eta application they appear in the first boxes and you just need to see if the link is a government one or a normal site. Now, to help you with the visa applications, today some apps will give you all the information that you need. I'll leave a link for one. It's quite simple, it's free, it only works for Android at the moment. Depending on your passport it will give all the information that you need. Type of visa, where to apply, when to apply, now changing the subject, forgetting about your tickets. Normally I use the e-tickets on the app and for me it's very practical because I don't need to print all the time and I hate to walk around with papers and more papers to just make my life more confused and messy. But I had once a big problem, a app failed. It was just crashing, I couldn't open, I couldn't access the tickets. I was just stuck in there. I didn't have time to print them because I was really, really late. But I was lucky because I did a print screen in the previous day to show the ticket to my wife. And I used that print screen just to go through security and enter the plane. And that was my salvation. Just be careful with these things. And some countries, they will not accept e-tickets. They want you to print it. And sometimes they can pay you a heavy fee just to print it in the airport going to figure it out or doing the check-in if you forget to do the check-in and some low-budget airlines they'll make you pay another fee sometimes heavier than the ticket to do the check-in in the airport another thing that can happen if you don't arrive on time for your flight by losing your flight in this case losing your flight can be very expensive experience do not forget there is interruptions on public transportation and the lines on the airport security can be very very long and there is border crossing for example i had the metro in the middle trip saying we are not stopping the airport anymore. but in the end it kind of reverted so that I was lucky. Something else that happened to me was the bus stopped and waited two hours for the driver to be replaced and then we end up catching traffic to get to the airport. I was absolute nightmare. I was lucky because when I get there the security line was minimal and I still catch my flight on the 15 minute window, close call. Another thing to check your flights is you remember the departure times and arrival times. Because one of my friends confused the departure time with arrival time. And she arrived in the airport, the arrival time of the airplane. Yeah, that did not really work because she ended up paying a lot of money to get in the next flight. So one thing you cannot control the weather. You can have access to statistics, what's normal, the seasons. Check this if you think the price is really low. Because maybe they're trying to tease you to go in the winter or the rainy season. Don't want to get to India and be in the middle of the rainy season. Believe me. will be floods everywhere. If you book a tropical holiday. On a hurricane season, you may end up in the middle of a storm. That kind of happened to me when I was in Antigua. But one day, it was just heavy rain, thunderstorms, and wind. Not great, but I went in the end of the hurricane season. I didn't catch a great weather, definitely. So, know when to book your holidays and the times to avoid. For example, Mexican and the Caribbean, the hurricane season starts on the June 1st to October 31. And countries from Europe, which we have four seasons normally, their summer starts on June to early September. So well, this is when the mags in the caribbeans fall into the lower prices and it's really cheap to go but be careful maybe you're gonna catch a lot of rain that's why booking uh, vacations in last minute you can have cheaper deals but this is not always the case in terms of weather as some cases can be rainy or could be sunny to guarantee good weather best to go in countries where it's summer like so do not forget you are in the northern hemisphere well in this case i'm in uh, uk or portugal wherever the opposite hemisphere the south hemisphere Fairways, South America, Australia, it will be similar for them when it's our winter. The seasons will be completely opposite. In the end, you cannot control the weather, you can just gather the best information and hope for the best. And sometimes you can have a rainy day and do like great activities. Well, so don't let the weather ruin your holidays and your mood too. Now one thing that can ruin your holidays, a very high price, a place being really expensive, and you cannot enjoy it that much. The ideal would be a place that would be cheap to get there and cheap to stay and I have activities, normally they always have a balance of both. They are very cheap to get there but very expensive to stay or the opposite is true too. If it's very expensive, my strategy normally is a good planning and see where I want to spend my money. The major expenses on traveling normally is transportation, accommodation and food. If you can reduce the price of one of these things, you are already winning transportation, normally you can find heavy discounts for airplanes, last-minute deals, or low-cost companies. There are many sites that show you how to do this, and have a look in the description, I'll put some of them in there. You can save money by using public transportation, for example. One-day tickets, normally you can have heavy discounts for that. For example, in London, you can have a day ticket, a weekly ticket, and Switzerland the same. And they are a heavily discount compared with normal prices if you are using them very frequently. Accommodation is the one you can save a lot of money if they, for example, low-cost options like hostel. You know, you're thinking about young people to get a small room with a lot of noise, drinking and people screaming. Now, hostels change a lot in the last year. Some hostels have age limits, yeah it's true. But some of them have private rooms and very good conditions, better than some hotels I've been. They are cheaper than most hotels. Sometimes the opposite can happen, so always have a look in both. Now, the other option is Airbnb. Normally, you can rent, sometimes they come with a kitchen, you can buy your own food in the supermarket and cook. That makes the things much, much cheaper. It's a heavy discount option, but it works for some people. So that will save you a lot of money, but be careful, this is more for long term ish thing, not for a short visit. I know this is uh, some extreme tips, but for example, if you stay in a hotel, try one with a good buffet breakfast. Maybe do a sandwich for later and take some fruits and then you don't have to spend so much money in lunch. I have to say I done this in Denmark the breakfast was amazing so I did some sandwich, took some fruit and saved sometimes in the lunch but I always try to go to traditional places and I need to enjoy the food of the country so I'll try to go with places with typical food and it's one of the best things you do when you travel is try new foods and new flavors sometimes can be a bit daunting I do remember natto in Japan tastes like rotten beans literally soy rotten beans. oh well not everything could be amazing But the ramen, the sushi, even the food of the supermarket, all is amazing in Japan. Being expensive doesn't mean you cannot visit places like Switzerland. It can be cheap to get there, but the high cost of living will break your wallet very fast. Other examples of countries like this could be Nice, France, the Monaco, Norway, and Denmark. What I try to do is spend the less time possible in there. That's one strategy. See around. See the environment. Oh, it's good. Normally, I try to stay in a cheap place for a limited time, like three days, four. And Denmark, for example, it's expensive, yes, but they have free museums, nice views, wonderful pastries. The people are so nice. It puts so you another question: there is a service culture in some countries. Could be expensive, but it will compensate in other ways. Another example is Japan. It's expensive to get there. Transportation is really expensive, and accommodation. The food is really cheap, and the service is the best. Now, anything you do in there, you're going to have a great experience because the service is always on par whatever you do. Now, the worst example I have and my experience was Hawaii. This is one of the most expensive states in USA and the service culture uh, is even not great. They only drive on tips so yeah America normal comes with a catch for example you find something really cheap they had like a cheap bus tour around the island they will try to take you to stores and try to push sales on you or activities, they come with a heavy, heavy price. We want to see the volcanoes. Just five hundred dollars to catch the plane, then another four hundred to get you there, then another three hundred to rent the equipment. You're like, what? The food is expensive in there, really expensive. And the quality? Not great. So I hope this make you see, sometimes you can go for a very expensive place like Switzerland. If you know what you want to visit and experience you want to take to it, try to limit the time it's a one-way. If not, try to go to places that are cheap. I would advise you to put the best. It's one of the best cities in Europe, but it's cheap to stay, and you can be in the spa, or you, and the accommodation is really nice, and the food is great. So, just do something that you enjoy. Another option instead of going to expensive Hawaii would be Azores, a island from the Portuguese coast. If you like volcano experience and tropical weather, this is the place, and it's very cheap compared with Hawaii, and the food it's amazing. Just remember to go in the summer. Be careful with the climate in there. Something else that can ruin your holidays? Bad food. Normally you can work around it and find a new place to eat. One tip, ask the locals because they normally know the best places to eat. Now, food is a bit relative. I, for example, I love to try new foods from different cultures when I get to a different country. For example, Japan ramen, sushi, Mexican tacos and ceviche. It only depends on the personal taste of the person. Some people love to eat what they know and flavors that are familiar to them and they don't like to try new things. My advice is to see if you can find the food that you like and if it works for you. Some people eating with chopsticks or eating with your hands in India would be something... Well, they will never do. And I remember, for example, when I did my Interrail, there was some food culture shock. We are in Italy and my colleague was, we were eating pizza, pasta, all those traditional Italian foods, Are really good in there, but he was a bit fed up. He said, I want to eat some meat. Meat in Italy tends to be expensive and the quality is not that great. So he found some lamb chops and he was really happy. Yeah, until they arrived. They were in like the smallest tissue I ever seen they were so small and the price was really high like almost five years for the smallest lamb chops i ever seen in my life yep i asked some uh, bolognese and i was really happy with it then we traveled to Morocco. couscous is like a small small balls of pasta and they serve with vegetables meats that was really good that was my, almost what i ate most of the time comes in a traditional dish really nice Now again, they were fed up of the food, and they asked for pizza, came a chunk of burned pizza. That was so funny. It was horrible. So sometimes you should go with the foods in the country and see what's really good in there instead of trying to eat what you normally eat. Maybe they are not really good cooking it. Now talking about all inclusives, this is almost a subject by itself. Depends on the country, they normally are really, really good. And the best one I ever had was in the Dominican Republic. Loads of choice every day and loads of options restaurants, Brazilian seafood, Japanese food. In Mexico, for example, the buffet was smaller and sometimes there was not many options, but mostly the Italian restaurant was open all day. Yeah, pizza pasta. And the Mexican only for a few hours during the day. Go figure out that one. All-inclusive. Yeah. One country that's notorious for yes. all-inclusive bad food is Cuba. Well, we cannot change that, but just be in if you go there. And can really be your worst nightmare if you're stuck with bad food. So just read the reviews before you book the place. And about restaurants, if you see a lot of people in the restaurant, normally it means the food is really, really good. Now another subject, diarrhea. Yes, travel diarrhea. It only happened once, I come back from Morocco and I was thinking it was okay to drink the tap water. Not my brightest move. I end up uh, having a two days diarrhea. Very intensive. Yeah, not my greatest memory. 26 times in the toilet. Well, see the food advice in places you're traveling. Uh, Morocco, stop water not good. India, the same avoid non-cooked foods they are not properly cooked try to avoid them and send them back and if you like to eat rare meat can be a problem in some countries control quality in food this is a big subject by itself i leave it for a future podcast where i will approach this subject noise of people or environment how many times you have people screaming or party loud music people snoring dogs barking in the morning morning roosters traffic trains buses airplanes noise is something you cannot control well sometimes the issue if you're trying to sleep, most of the things that I talk about just above will interrupt your sleep. You can reduce the damage by getting some earplugs, the good ones. That's what I do. The ones you can crush and mold them to fit perfectly inside of your ear and give you the best isolation from sound. If you're traveling, well, you still want to hear something and entertain yourself. Headphones normally are a very good option, but headphones with ANC, active noise cancellation, well, they go a step further and they make that experience much, much enjoyable. You can hear your music, your movie, your podcast, and isolate you from the sound that's around you. Well, most of it, it's not that efficient, but it does reduce a lot of that rumble noise that's really disturbing. Earplugs, they have been saving my sleep so many times in places that are very noisy or events like construction work. And I work night shifts sometimes, I have to sleep during the day. Sleeping during the day has its problems because there is no laws that stop people from making noise during this period, even construction workers. Now, my worst experience was in Ireland in the hostel. Yeah, hostels are known for the noise, you can always read the reviews before you go, cause some are party hostels avoid those ones my worst history of hostel was in ireland i was there for a week i had absolutely no problems but in the last night four people came in normally people in hostels are really respectful i never had problems before but this one's uh, two girls two guys spanish arrived at midnight and they didn't want to sleep they just start talking loudly jumping out of the bed going to the bed uh, it's bunker bed, so it's shaking all over the thing. I, d- I don't understand why. Going up, going down, going up, going down, going up, going down, going up, going up, going down. And talking out loud. And I asked them, oh, could you make less noise? First, I approached him in English. I'm trying to sleep. I got early flight. Yeah, 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 yeah. We understand. And then they started mocking me in Spanish. And I answered them in Spanish. like. Uh. And they went quiet for a few minutes. And then after like 20 minutes, they started again. Out loud, screaming bumping the thing again they could have a conversation they just need to go outside i don't understand what's the thing of jumping off the bed going up the bed going down the bed every minute there was no reason for that but then then after one hour and a half they went to sleep but didn't sleep for two hours so in the end i just went for the show at the beginning i was trying not to make noise then i then i just click in my mind why why i'm not i asked them twice i even not spoken their language absolutely no respect so Put the lights on, do all the noise, go shower, sing in the shower, whatever. Come out, do my bags, throw my things around. That was my worst experience. I have to say, I I didn't give them a good experience after, but they were just complete idiots. I have no other explanation for what they did. And uh, honestly, they didn't ask me to make less noise. I don't know why, but they didn't sleep too, but whatever. I don't know how they think screaming And talking out loud is acceptable when you arrive on a hostel at around midnight or 1 a.m. and when somebody asks you oh could you tone down your voice lights are all on okay I got a face mask that's okay but yeah sometimes these share accommodations have their problems I'm not saying no but I have been a lot of hosts but this definitely was the worst experience I ever had there is some things you can do to avoid problems related with noise sometimes they don't look so direct the ones described before when you book a place to stay Read the reviews Normally noise would be one of the things people identify easily. How many times uh, reading the reviews stopped me of booking a place next to a train station, noisy party street, construction work or even next to the beach club now sometimes you can get really cheap accommodation because of the noise some earplugs can really save you the money now earplugs there are many types i'll leave some links in the description have a look but sometimes you can go mostly i buy things amazon but have a look in ebay sometimes you can find cheaper another thing uh bus noise train noise commute every day noise in your office and see headphones are the best option to listen to this podcast or music or reduce noise environment for example at live next to a road, I tend to use my ANC headphones to eliminate the noise so I cannot hear so much and I can concentrate. Because if I try to do any task that requires concentration, the noise of the car just gets to me. Like It's really annoying. But the ANC headphones, normally they are not the cheapest, but I found ones, the Ampulse H12. They're quite cheap, you can buy them for almost 34 pounds, 40 pounds. And the materials are good. And the sound isolation for me, great. Sound wise, if you want really the best experience, that would be that Sony WH-1000X M3. They are the best, but the price range 250, 300 leaves me a bit uncomfortable to take them around. Maybe damage them or drop them or lose them. Can always buy six of these ones for the same price. And they do the job and I don't have to worry so much. I leave the links down, but that's it. I use them when I'm flying airplanes. When I'm on the train, when I'm on the bus, even when I'm trying to work. Yes, noise can ruin your travel. And there are simple strategies, can reduce your noise pollution, and see headphones or with earplugs and eye mask to reduce your light pollution. Don't let the noise ruin your holidays. Don't make your main issue, but sometimes they're extremes. Try the easiest solutions first. If somebody is doing noise, just put some earplugs. Put your headphones. That's it. Solve it. Except if they're tapping the walls and shaking all the building. Hopefully these tips make your travel a bit more comfortable and get you rid of that noise that's always in the background. See you in the next subject. Uncomfortable beds Because sleep is one of the most important activities. When you are in holidays, you tend to have more physical activity. Walks to explore even parties, and that normally makes it hard to sleep too. If you don't have a place to rest, in the case of a bed with a minimal structure or comfort, you're going to be exhausted very, very quickly. Factors that influence sleep, light, noise, and temperature. Dark room helps you to sleep because it starts to produce melatonin in the dark. Any light pollution is going to interfere with your deep sleep. Any source of light that includes phones, tablets, or even a TV can interfere with your sleep. Because of the blue light, that's, that's typical from electronic devices, you can use a blue filter, and some phones can with it already but if you have the habit of looking in your phone before you go to sleep well it's interfering with your sleep strangely the light so you should stop it and have a go and see if you sleep better mainly when you're in the holiday sometimes could be the blinders they don't close properly and end up with bright light inside your room not very pleasant and you cannot really control these things but you can always use a face mask to protect your eyes and it helps you to get a better sleep the temperature of the room it's too hot or too cold Well, it's really hard to sleep on. Ideally, it should be slightly colder, on 19 to 21 degrees to help you sleep. The aircon is not ideal because it dries the air too much and you can need some humidity in the air to be comfortable. So the aircon gives you problems, dries the air too much and your airway becomes really dry. And sometimes it can give you like symptoms of sneezing or make your allergies worse. So have attention to that. The bed itself is too hard to soft. Well, each person likes their bed as their own. I'm not going to give you any advice. You know what you like and be aware of it. But to say, some hotels, the high rating one invests on the comfort of the beds and personalized pillows even. Because in Airbnbs, hostels in Airbnbs tends to be cheaper. Place to book, but, however, peoples with families tend to book in hotels because they offer the personalized room, bed experiences. Stay culture-wise, for example, Europe have small beds and small spaces versus America, where the beds are huge and the spaces too. Normally, New York, all well, the spaces are not that big, but the beds are still really large, even compared with European hotel. Now, Japan. They have the hardest beds. And if you follow the traditional route, the futon, it's like a mattress in the floor. But don't worry, most hotels have European beds and just tend to be smaller in size. Have attention to that. Have a nice sleep and choose wisely your comfortable bed and routine. There will be a second part for this podcast, but today we finish here.